there will be no real non-controlled currency in the world. Exciting time to be involved in Bitcoin Cash at the moment. During that whole war, fighting versus big blocks, like were we the bad guys? Were we the ones that weren't listening? Fundamentally, we believe in markets, transparency, and tokenization. Come on, you gotta come stronger than that, you know, like. Hello and welcome back to the Bitcoin Cash podcast. Following Bitcoin Cash on its rise to global reserve currency, going to number one, same as always, each and every day of my life. This is episode number 81, Paytaka and Philippines Adoption, featuring Joma Tagana. Today is Sunday, the 21st of May, 2023. I'm your host, Jeremy. Jet is doing the producing and we're starting this episode with a public service announcement the cash tokens upgrade has gone live it's been fine but there has been an immediate swarm of scams (laughs) trying to steal everyone's bitcoin cash by making fake wallets and copies of the web wallet particularly so if you go on google and you just type in cash tokens wallet and you just click a link well the chances are about nine to one that you're going to end up on a scam instead of the real thing so for everybody listening i've got some links here to real wallets okay you've got https colon slash slash cash tokens dash wallet dot app that's the original web wallet you've got electroncash.org you've got paytaka.com and you've also got selene s-e-l-e-n-e dot cash which doesn't have cash token support yet, but it is a legit wallet. So those are the four that we're going to shout out today for being legit. And just if you're going to experiment with cash tokens and you're trying new wallets, just be very, very, very careful and only use a very, very small amount of money either way. Uh, Also, we're not going to be talking about Celine, which is the new wallet that I've released with Callisti this week, even though I'm super excited, but we'll talk about that next week and get onto that and also uh sunrise which is the new song i released for the upgrade day so very exciting stuff but that's all for next time for this week we've got joma tagana he is the ceo of paytaka and crushing it with spreading adoption in the philippines welcome to the show joma how do you get into bitcoin hey thank you jeremy uh it's been uh, it's been my dream to be in your podcast, <laughs> like the premier podcast for Bitcoin Cash. Welcome, uh, um, living the dream. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, glad to be here. Uh, yeah, how did I get into Bitcoin Cash? That's a great question. Um, I've, I've read the Bitcoin white paper in uh, 2010, uh, 11 around what time? But but I was busy with. Um, I was doing my uh, doctoral studies that time. I was living in Belgium, by the way. Um, I lived there for five years. So wow. I was busy with all this stuff. And I just, uh, the, the farthest I could go was to share it to my colleagues. Like, look at this. It's going to be like a revolutionary thing. And uh, it got my attention, but I was so busy at that time. And um, the next thing I uh, did something related to crypto was uh, I was I was doing trading I was trading BTC uh, back then. Uh, 
2013 around that time. But it was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was the time that uh, the Silk Road uh, was discovered, uh, the guy, and it was headlined all over. And so I was afraid that uh, I'll be associated with uh, some criminal activity. It's it's the worst thing you can uh, that can happen. You know, I'm I'm a, uh, I'm a foreigner in the country. So I didn't get uh, the chance to really work on Bitcoin Cash after uh, a few years later, 2019. Uh, that's when I was first, uh, my first involvement was with Spice Token. So uh, this guy who, who created the token, uh, like a few weeks or a few months later, approached me to, to help him build the tipping bot. And there, there used to be uh, a Spice Feed website and and that's how I got into Bitcoin Cash. And um, so that was already after the split. And, and I get to compare and look back at the history because I wasn't involved. I wasn't there in the action. So I look back and uh, it was a conscious decision on my part, not just about being involved in the project. I know that I'm on the right side of history here. And um, after I helped build a Spice Bot, I like... Uh, managed to find my way uh, how to contribute more to Bitcoin Cash until now, yes. until we got the idea for Paytaka. Yeah. All right. We'll get into that in a second, but I've got a couple of questions first. So what were you studying in your doctoral studies? Um, I was studying biotech and uh, bioengineering sciences. So it's, uh, okay. was doing uh, specifically uh, comparative genomics. So we were, well, my... I'm a biologist, but my job there was uh, like to be the computer science guy. Like uh, they they throw the sequences to me and uh, do some programming with it uh, because you, you cannot uh, you know manually inspect all these like gigabytes of DNA data. It's 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 all done uh, through scripting, and um, I, I had to learn programming at that time in order to survive my PhD. So, and uh, I, I thank for that opportunity because. Programming is a very transferable skill. So in the Philippines, when I came back in uh, 2015, I, I started uh, what used to be intended to be a bioinformatics company, but um, there's no market uh, for, or it's difficult to penetrate the market from 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 where I am. So uh, we shifted into more general programming stuff. Uh, yeah, but my background is really I'm, I'm trained as a research scientist specializing in uh, biotech and bioengineering science. Yeah, no, it's uh, just fascinating to me all that. That's, that's something that I think has increasingly changed in the world, right? There was probably a time, you know, a couple of decades ago where what you studied was much more than what you, sort of the progress your life tended mm. to take. But nowadays... It's so common. It's not even like remarkable, really, that people start in one thing and then they go to here and then they go to there and then they end up. We just live in such a diverse, you know, advanced economy, really, that people end up with this kind of weird blend of skills that gets them into a job that, you know, very few other people would yeah. be kind of qualified for. Right. So that's fascinating, fascinating to hear that. And then when you said about, 2013 and the Silk Road shutting down and all that kind of thing, it made me think about, I think people don't really understand or it's hard to appreciate in hindsight what what it was like at that time in terms of the sort of, uh, what, do you, what do you call it? Not really the backdrop, 
but the like the sentiment in the in the air like so what you're saying about oh you you saw that it was a bit associated with criminal activity and you didn't really want to be too involved you know i often think to myself like now i'm here doing this podcast and it's been really great i think why didn't i just do this podcast in 2013 why didn't i just start it up then but the fact of the matter is that i i wouldn't have done that and i didn't do that because at the time it was the same as you i was thinking like look you could stay a bit under the radar with this like i was telling a lot of people in you know my life or you know i was promoting it and getting really excited about it but at the same time I was only posting on Reddit anonymously. I wasn't coming out, oh, I'm Jeremy and this is where I am and this is what I'm doing. And nobody knew really if the government was going to come in and shut it down, if it was going to become this big illegal thing, like what was going to be on the tax front, all of that stuff. So in hindsight, I think that will be a, a little bit lost or like anything, being early, you're sort of taking a, a risk on something. But then in hindsight, once it works out, it's easy to sort of backwards rationalize like, oh, it would have all been fine. <laughs> uh, but for instance, like uh, Vitalik Buterin with his billion dollars that he made from Ethereum, people think like, oh, yeah, you know, he got in there early and he worked hard. Yeah, that's true. But he honestly took a titanic risk that he could he could have been the first one to go to jail <laughs> with the SEC <laughs> if they'd been a little uh, <laughs> a little um faster on the on the uptake there i don't know it would be quite interesting to ask him actually in hindsight whether he was really aware of that or he wasn't aware or he just didn't care <laughs> i don't I, <laughs> I don't know what it's like but it's not uh not unusual to hear that kind of, of story from from people you know did you did any of your colleagues and stuff that you talked to about it did they get into it uh, as a result of your recommendations um yeah um i remember i helped uh two three uh, yeah of my colleagues uh, to open the to create the bitcoin.com oh, no no sorry the blockchain.com was it blockchain.info wallet that info wallet yes. yeah, yeah yeah so i still have that wallet i have my early history of trading there and and when i asked my friend like years later do you still remember your blockchain info wallet no you, they already uninstalled it so <laughs> like uh, they forgot their seed phrase uh, too bad but yeah um at that time, actually, the danger was becoming real for me because I was trading in a in a site called BTCE. Uh, yes, yeah, so I, was, was I. <laughs> I was buying I was buying Bitcoin from there and then uh, selling it somewhere, selling it to some to some of my colleagues, part of it. And then uh, I was using a, a credit card uh, issued by a UK uh, bank. And then suddenly, after like uh, a few transactions, my card was closed. And I started to panic because at that time, yeah, the Silk Road was everywhere, and I'm and I'm on uh, work visa, so you know I, I cannot compromise my you know my future with <laughs> this. So I just sold everything, and uh, yeah, and as much as uh, I know that um, like the, the the criminal use of uh, of Bitcoin is just like a side effect. It's uh, it's it's not what Bitcoin is. So there's Bitcoin is greater than that. Uh, so although I believe that, I, I cannot compromise my situation. So yeah, I, I, I stopped the trading. And then BTC then later got shut down by the US feds. And uh, one day I went to do a bit of trading on BTC and they had the DOJ, whatever, FBI notice this site has been seized. Oh. 
and you're like, oh, you didn't know. <laughs> yeah, Lucky you were that. already out I of there. See that. Were... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I already went out. That's good. <laughs> I guess uh... you dodged that one, but that was that was quite a quite a day when I was gonna, you know, have a bit of a, a chat on the troll box with uh, Fontas. I'm never gonna forget Fontas. He was the he was the original king of the pump and dumps. And he would go in the chat box and say, everyone buy LTC, everyone buy LTC. Of course, he already had a huge bag of it. And he was, you know, pressing that sell button. But those were, those were the good old days. I'm looking forward to whenever they get around to making a Bitcoin movie. This is in the back of my mind in 20 years, once we've won and we're the global reserve currency, then we'll just do some mega flip starter and just, or probably we'll be able to just AI generate it for free anyway at that point. And uh, we'll just make the Bitcoin, Bitcoin the movie. I don't know why the, I've said this before on the show, I don't know why the BDC Maxi, some of those rich guys, why haven't they just put down like 100 mil, 10 mil each and made a blockbuster movie? Like global adoption would rock it up if they made a super cool mm. movie that everybody had to go and see. And you made it super cool about, oh, the Mount Gox and the early hackers and they put in some of the Blockstream mm. conspiracies. Of course, they wouldn't do that, but we can do that and have the dodgy stuff in the background and shady deals being done and like and because all the people that were in it like some of them are not but most of them are still alive and <laughs> free out of prison so you could have them cameo in there either as themselves or as like even just as side characters and people in the know could see that they were in there you know it would be so cool it would be so badass but yeah, uh, yeah. obviously it would be incredible Anyway, there's got to be a scene with BTCE, you know, on the laptop in the corner uh, when that comes around. <laughs> That'll be a true reference to the OGs. Um, so when you said that you went for Bitcoin Cash deliberately and you sort of looked back at the history and all that retroactively, I guess you already knew in your mind that it was supposed to be a currency. But why specifically Bitcoin Cash? What what made it stand? I mean, by that time, there was many uh, coins. It could have been Litecoin or Dash or anything, right? Ethereum? Why yeah, um, sure. It's uh, it's what attracted me to Bitcoin was the peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash system. So and and I, I and I I would say I deeply understood the problem that uh, Satoshi was trying to address. And um, the the closest to that at that time, at least, um, was still Bitcoin Cash. So it's it's a continuation of, of in fact of the same code base. So true that there were already like uh, Dash at that time. Uh, it's one thing that I didn't look into uh, Dash itself, but um, I wasn't really looking anywhere else. I was comparing the two, uh, Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, and I just knew that uh, the path that Bitcoin Cash is treading is is uh, is more aligned uh, with uh, the, the solving the problem that uh, Satoshi identified. So it's really it's it's really uh, the need for a peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash system because otherwise if if you remove that, you're you're like you just created a, a digital version of gold, and gold didn't actually successfully, you know, replace uh, fiat uh, because um, it's uh, you know um, it cannot be used for uh, daily transactions. So people who are going to spend it will have to surrender it to some custodians in exchange for IOUs. And then we are then subject to the same problem that uh, Satoshi was addressing. So it's, it, it will still be subject to fractional reserve and all this magic that these traditional bankers are doing. So, um, yeah, that's uh, it, it's, I'm more drawn to the, to the 
problem and solution that was being put forward. Uh, perhaps that's because that's the way I think in a, in my training, like uh, what's the problem that you are trying to solve? And uh, what's what's the solution? What's the, what's the hypothesis? What's the, you know, um, uh, there are other options for sure, uh, but uh, Bitcoin Cash works. And it even works better these days because of all these developments, of all these improvements. And I'm very much excited about cash tokens, and I think it's a, it's like a, it's a, it's on the, in its way of fully realizing the vision of, of Satoshi, uh, because you don't stop at a coin that's uh, that's just used for uh, simple transfers from one address to another. You don't stop there because uh, what we are planning to do is is um, create a financial system. Build the build the financial system that will replace the current one, and so there has to be a significant uh, level of uh, programmability in in the currency itself. And, and so I, I I see cash tokens as more of a really uh, realizing the the that grand goal of creating a purely peer to peer electronic cash system, purely peer to peer financial system. Even um, so, yeah. Um, Every day, um, my I, my decision to go with Bitcoin Cash is reinforced by all these good developments that are happening. I think, um, yeah, uh, I think uh, you feel what I feel. I, I, I might fail in conveying the words that uh, uh, I feel like in a, I'm in the right place. And uh, I feel that this is the kind of revolution that should be happening. Not all those distractions aside uh, that, that leave the the problem unsolved in the first place. So what's the point, right? Uh, get right into the problem, solve it, and maybe we can explore things like add, uh, encourage speculation around, or at least not discourage it, because that's what the market is currently. And then um, let's not lose the attention on the problem. Although we get into this capturing the current market, it's fine, but our eyes is still solidly set on solving the problem that Satoshi himself set to solve. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those things that's quite hard to convey to people like you're explaining the idea of an actual an actual paradigm shift is a very hard thing to convey to somebody else. I recently saw on Twitter the other day, somebody posted there's this Bitcoin meme. I'm sure you probably would have seen it of uh, it's Morpheus and Neo from the Matrix. And uh, Neo says, uh, what do you mean uh, to tell me that I can trade my Bitcoins for millions one day? And this meme in the response that I saw, it had uh, Morpheus saying, no, Neo, I'm trying to tell you, you can trade it for billions. And I was just like face palming because the original meme was very, <laughs> very famous in the Bitcoin community. One of the most upvoted posts on the original R Bitcoin was, no, Neo, I can, you know, uh, I'm trying to tell you eventually you won't have to, right? Just like you can dodge bullets. No, once you've moved past that, you'll just be able to stop the bullets. <laughs> it's like that. Once mm. you will never need to trade your Bitcoin for because it's not about trading back dollars. It's just it's, the Bitcoin is the money. And even that message has been watered down and lost by so much speculation that even just getting people mm. to that, they're starting to get there, I think. You know, in general, certainly when I tell people these days that I earn money in BCH, I'm less likely to get a response of like, oh, and then do you cash it out or anything? You know, they more uh, like understand that idea of a circular economy that only exists inside the BCH 
ecosystem. But even just getting to that point is hard enough, let alone then if we open up the box with cash tokens and, well, we're going to replace, you know, loans and banks and financial assets. And then we're going to tie it to the Internet of Things and like all that. It's like 10 steps uh, too many, I think, for the average yeah, yeah. end, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, we got to talk about the price because we do every episode. And as you're an expert trader that you were telling us, maybe you could give us some top financial tips on the market. But uh, Bitcoin Cash today is $116.56 US, which is flat. One BTC buys 232.2 BCH, also relative, like up a tiny bit, but basically flat. And one ETH buys 15.6 BCH, also flat. Our nemesis internet computer still ranking ahead of us. Uh, so, how do you feel about the about the markets? Are you a big trader these days anymore, or are you, you out of that game? Yeah, I'm completely out of that. Uh, I well, it, the price doesn't matter to me much anymore. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm more of uh, looking at the fundamental uh, fundamentals of the coin of, of, of BCH. So. It only matters to me when I need to cash out because <laughs> it's gonna hurt me when the price is low. But other than that, um, I'm not really bothered. Like in in like the way uh, BTC maxes are presenting, like, like they always show this price graph. Like, look, BCH is a failure. You see the price against Bitcoin. Uh, <laughs> it's like a, uh, we know that the price pump in BTC has been partly. Or maybe uh, majorly influenced by the Ether USDT printing. So it's the market is heavily manipulated. So the price that you see is uh, not necessarily like uh, what they are presenting. Like, hey, the market has spoken, something like that. Because and then they present this crash in price of BCH against BTC. I'm not really bothered at all by those these kinds of rhetorics. Um, yeah, it only matters to me when, you know, at, at the point I need to get some cash <laughs> to pay for bills and, and the price is low, but it's, it, you can always find the right timing, you know, yeah, aside from that, uh, yeah, price doesn't matter. Yeah, that's funny because I think the irony is the people most likely to post that graph are the people who weren't there to get the benefit of that change. You know, they've just bought some in the last year or the last two years when the ratio has changed a little bit, but not that much. And, you know, they bought like, it's like if you had that graph and then maybe I need to make a meme where I put a red dot on it and, and a line saying you bought here, you know, and they're, and they're like, oh, it's such a victory. But it's like, they're not the ones who were actually in on it early. They never bother with those price graphs because they understand the history and this changed and that changed. And lots of the people who were in that early, then they bought Ethereum and then they made gains and all this. So it's like this weird backwards looking uh attempts yeah. like prayer almost you know they're hoping that that's going to repeat <laughs> yeah. or something but the you know the past is not like the future the future is not like the past uh rather so i think it's always very strange that they're always very backwards looking about what happened in the past rather than you know it doesn't really matter if the price went down yesterday if the fundamentals are better it's still a better thing to buy mm. tomorrow right so tell us about paytaka so it's uh, philippines based company you were telling me in Tacloban, not in manila and you have obviously a wallet but also a point of sales app peer-to-peer marketplace you've got a few different things going on give me the give me the rundown how did paytaka start and, and what are you doing 
Mm. Um, yeah, so the uh, idea about Paytaka started in um, 2018, um, even earlier than my involvement in Spice. It wasn't like the 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 idea the product Paytaka now, but the idea about creating a crypto wallet. Um, the idea of uh, helping bridge the gap of like having this uh, revolutionary technology that will change the financial world, and then the the masses not knowing about it, like uh, not being able to use it. So uh, that's uh, eventually that's that's the place where I wanted to be because I, I'm not a node developer. I don't I don't know the you know the internals of how the Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash node works or how to program it. Um, I have to be like a, a step higher in the stack, like a higher level uh, application uh, development. So, and since I'm concerned about this particular problem about uh, how do you make this awesome technology more useful to people, and how do you make the vision happen? Like eventually, we all want. Uh, BCH to be used by more people, right? It's it. Uh, it will be a shame to have such a technology with a lot of potential and uh, only a handful of people in the world are using it. So um, I kind of put myself in that position to to think about what I can do to promote the use of cryptocurrency, specifically Bitcoin Cash for payments in real world commerce. And, and so the, the dream started in 2018. And then in 2019, um, I shared the idea with my friends. Uh, it wasn't about Bitcoin Cash even at that time. We just wanted to do anything with blockchain and uh, create a wallet and then make it useful for payments. Like uh, just try it out in the real world and see what works. And so we we bumped into problems that we, we would not have realized if we didn't like take the dip um yeah i'm that kind of person like i i I, i'm not gifted with the like some people are able to see far ahead uh even before even before doing things uh for for me i'm more of a a doer and then learn along the way so it's like uh learning to fly an airplane while you have to fly it right mid-air uh that's that's uh the kind of uh like that's the way i learn um that's the way i do things so we will discover more about the problem and how to solve things along the way if we you start solving it so um we bumped into issues about uh creating a, a blockchain based uh electronic money in a wallet um so we discovered that uh yeah the financial industry finance industry is super heavily regulated you just can make your way around it if you're not if you're not part of the establishment and and so um when i started looking into bitcoin cash because i got involved in spice and then i investigated i i i read back in the history and and um i realized that uh, why not use just bitcoin cash and it's and it's anti establishment so it's a uh, uh, the, the technology is there uh, and the resilience is there of the tech to to establish that uh, vision of creating a, a more fair and more useful electronic money uh, for everyone. So from, from the more generic wallet idea, it turned into a Bitcoin Cash wallet idea. And we started building uh, late 2019. And yeah, in the same manner, 
We just welded it, build all the basic parts, make it work, release the early part and make it useful to other people. And there are bugs, we deal with it. But uh, of course, uh, we had to make sure that we were building on a, uh, a good foundation. Like really creating a wallet is, is um, unlike creating a traditional digital wallet, when you create a crypto wallet, you only have to care about one thing, make sure that the seed phrase is not compromised. Like it's not uh, possible to send this to, to the server. It's locked into the device as much as possible. You only have to care about this. You can sleep at night <laughs> at peace. Uh, and so all the other functionalities were built uh, incrementally with as much as possible with immediate touch with the touching base with the users and uh, getting the feedback early and iterating from there. And um, going back, it was, so we have this wallet and then the problem was really about how to make it, uh, how to how to promote adoption with this wallet. So creating a wallet is just one step. Um, I felt that um, in order to fill that, that, that niche that I decided I should take, like promoting adoption of cryptocurrency for payments, creating a wallet is one. And then after that, uh, we should promote its use in locally at first. That's the best we could do with the resources that we have. So in our city here in Tacloban, we onboarded uh, merchants. Uh, we have uh, now seven merchants, active merchants uh, that are accepting Bitcoin Cash uh, ever since they were um, onboarded. And we have a few users that are regularly uh, spending their currency, converting to Bitcoin Cash and spending it on our partner merchants. And so we felt the need to create all the other tools as well um, that works with the wallet, uh, specifically the POS. And um, uh, from, from time to time, we encounter, uh, we, or we kind of expected certain problems, but we didn't really fully understand until we encountered it. Like uh, the the problems about volatility in price. Uh, in the beginning, we just like naively thought that, uh, well, some merchants are really interested, will just not care about volatility. But it was um, at least for some, for, for a few, uh, uh, for one or two merchants we had, it was becoming, it wasn't a concern in the beginning, like, ah, oh, it's okay, we can, we can just accept, it's just, just a tiny fraction of our sales. So anyway, we will be investing in cryptocurrency uh, why not just get it also from our sales? So it's, it's okay. But the moment that uh, sales were coming in, so uh, more and more people were using it, like he started to feel like, uh, oh, this is a concern. Like <laughs> what if the price drops significantly? And, uh, and so um, it was also at that point that um, any hedge was, uh, uh, was launched. And so we think this is perfect. Um, this is the, well, not not necessarily perfect, perfect, but I mean, it came at the right time, like uh, we should explore this. And so we were the first wallet uh, team to really explore uh, any hedge and get it integrated into the wallet and see if it works out. And uh, later on, I'm always in, in communication with the any hedge people, the general protocols. I'm sharing our experiences so we can learn from it together uh, on how to improve the product. But um, any hedge is great. It can be it can be uh, used to uh, address concerns about price volatility. Uh, but we, in terms of the user experience, it's not there yet. And um, 
I can I can understand that um, uh, general protocols have to really like zoom in to a particular market where they can be sustainable. And uh, at the moment, it's there's a mix between like uh, there has to be a healthy dose of speculation for for this bull to work, right? And uh, it's not really like uh, geared towards uh, merely just solving the concerns of merchants to to fix uh, the volatility problem. Um, so there's a lot of uh, uh, back and forth communication between us and uh, general protocols on how to tackle this problem. But I'm glad really that the protocol is there, the solution is there. We just have to iterate from there. And from our experience uh, on the ground with the merchants, uh, I believe we can come up with a certain uh, um, level of uh, sophistication in, 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 in coming up with an application, user-facing application, so that we, they don't have to worry about those uh, these steps right now that are rather cumbersome for them. Um, yeah, so I'm, for us, it's, it's, I, I kind of expect that uh, we're going to have to build a lot of these tools because they don't exist. Uh, like uh, these protocols may be there, and I'm glad that people are working on it, but like reaching, making sure that this tool tech is going to be useful to the merchants. They don't exist. So as a wallet uh, company, as a wallet developer, and as someone who's committed to see BCH being used for payments, we can't just sit back and wait. So let's see what we can do. Let's build that. This is missing. Let's build that. This all, all with the goal of making it easy, actually, for, for the mass, for the masses. Uh, to use uh, Bitcoin Cash for payments. Yeah, absolutely. I love that the Bitcoin Cash community is so pragmatically focused. And in the short term, maybe that doesn't get a lot of play in the cryptocurrency markets, but slowly these pieces are coming together, like you're saying, because we're finding hard problems and actually attacking them. And if you just keep relentlessly pushing away on something while everybody else is distracted with other nonsense, sooner or later that fad or that cycle or that vc money or whatever it is runs out and you get down to brass tacks of like what is this actually about and in terms of getting to mass adoption like you're saying getting loads of users on board at the end of the day you can't just keep selling people the same scammy bullshit you need to show them something real and that's something that that works and i think we're starting to get to that stage of public awareness where people are comfortable enough with the idea of cryptocurrency but they also are highly aware of how many different scams there are and so to convince them, you, if you have a solid pitch, and I've seen this myself in onboarding people and so on, if you can explain it all clearly and show them and demonstrate, then they get it and they say, yeah, okay, this seems legitimate. But if you're trying to hype it up with any nonsense, they're onto you instantly. They 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 know. So when you said that the users are growing uh, or the merchants are getting more and more traction, what, what are the stats like that? Do you have any insight into currently what kind of how many users and how many like daily transactions maybe are you doing locally or, or around the world in in pay target do you know those um i can pull up the stats so we have this oh, um yeah brilliant uh, <laughs> we have this simple tool to just pull the uh stats um but also this 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 includes uh wallets that are um created for testing purposes so yeah, yeah. In the in the last uh, thirty days, we have um, an average of thirty-two uh, new wallets created. In the last seven days, forty-four uh, new wallets created per day. Wow! And 
um, at one time we were actively like promoting the the wallet uh, as as with anything to do with marketing and promotions. It's rather costly, but we <laughs> yes. tried that anyway. <laughs> We tried that anyway in the spirit of like, you know, let's dip our toe and learn. <laughs> uh, so uh, we have uh, uh, engaged uh, uh, a social media influencer. So he has like uh, 2.5 million followers in TikTok. And uh, we just uh, just created some videos introducing Paytaka. And then uh, uh, they are encouraged to ask questions. Like, we really got some sensible questions uh, from there that I didn't expect. But uh, it, it was good. It was a good exercise. And that created a lot of curiosity about uh, what Paytaka is. And then uh, started comparing it with e-wallets. Because e-wallets are very popular in the Philippines. Like, uh, there are... Uh, there's one particular e-wallet that has uh, reached a unicorn status because of the pandemic, like it became really uh, used everywhere. And um, at the time that uh, we were doing this campaign, uh, there were issues of uh, users, like their funds just uh, disappeared uh, from the wallet or got transferred to some unknown bank account that they didn't know, they didn't do the transfers. So. People were uh, starting to compare, like, oh, maybe it's it's our funds are safer in Paytaka, and uh, and I think that's a that's a very good like they are doing the campaign for us <laughs> by like messing up their wallet, and uh, that's really favorable for our growth. But yeah, um, we we work under limited uh, resources at the moment, so uh, good to know that we can uh, we can tap into this. Uh, avenue in order to rapidly uh, grow the user base. At one point, we were like uh, having 160 new wallets per day. And that wow. brought our downloads to like 5,000 downloads uh, in, in Google Play, uh, the, the app itself, the mobile app, just counting the mobile app. So recently, we also have a ray, uh, rise in usage of our browser extension. Because, uh, you know, this cash tokens uh, stuff, uh, we really uh, uh, work hard uh, to get that out uh, in the upgrade day because uh, there was this amazing work by Bitcoin Cash Artists, the, the Emerald DAO. And yes. it, it would have been uh, like uh, difficult to interact with without the wallet. So we wanted to get it out uh, during the upgrade day. There were some glitches, like uh, bad. Uh, user experience in the beginning, what we're able to iron out. And so we are also getting uh, a lot of uh, downloads lately of the browser extension. And so if uh, if cash tokens really takes off, we will get uh, to have more projects. And we open the specs, uh, the specifications on how to integrate the Paytaka Connect uh, feature to, to their applications, you would expect like this is going to take off also the number of downloads of the browser extension. Um, yeah. So in terms of number of transactions, in the last uh, seven days, we are like 300 daily transactions. 300 uh, every day. Wow. Okay. Jeez. Uh, going going through uh, Paytaka. That's, yeah, that's that's a lot. That's I mean, if that's, you know, 300 people using it every single day, that's a good that's a good pool of users and it's probably you know more than that and maybe some are using it some days and others other days so 
yeah wow that's yeah that's really encouraging and like you said uh well just i always tend to think of things in terms of a, a startup or any entrepreneurial thing you know where the initial user pool is the most important you don't need to have millions of fans for anything you just need some that love it and then like you said if you get the resources you just get a bit of extra marketing going and then boom you know if something can work for 50 people it can work for 500,000 probably obviously there'll be scaling and changes along the way but if you if you can't get to 50 people well then you're not you know there's something yeah. something not right something not working but if you can get 50 people then scaling up from there is is just a question of um you know, iterating or, or changing the, the format. So I want to touch really quickly. Well, firstly, Bitcoin Jason says, when is uh, Paytuck a P2P? He's super keen for that. Uh, yeah, um, the work on that is ongoing. And uh, um, it's becoming increasingly difficult to set a, a specific uh, ETA uh, because we we had to attend to the, to the, to the cash token stuff. Uh, but yeah, the work is ongoing. I, uh, it's, it's always it's always being worked on. We have one dedicated developer on that. Um, I have to check again on the progress. Uh, we, we have had sleepless nights in the last few days uh, to, to, to get back on track on, <laughs> other, on other things. Uh, yeah, I'll, uh, we'll make announcements uh, uh, on a fresh timeline for that in our group. But yeah, it, it's coming. Okay. Keep keeping out and tell me about your team as well. There's just this photo that I've got on the slide of everyone. Oh, yeah. I don't know even if this is everyone, right? But I think it's like one, two, three. I think it's eighteen people I counted earlier mm. in this in this picture. And when I saw this picture, I was blown away. I know Jet also loves this this picture, and it it somehow just surfaced up on one of the BCH groups or something like that. And I think the reason it was so uh, impressive is because so many of the BCH uh projects are done by like sometimes just a sole developer or sometimes just a couple people you know on this show right it's jet and i and we have uh three other guys that help out you know here and there with with small bits of it right but it's all you know very online a lot of it or even like in uh, townsville you know they've got a, a couple people there but once you're getting up to like 18 or 20 that's a lot of people if they're full-time mm. all in the same place all working hard you know that that's incredible so if you could just speak speak to that element of your your team sure. i'm fascinated yeah um actually before we we started working on paytac uh, um i i mentioned earlier that i started a company uh what what used to what was supposed to be a bioinformatics company uh it's called cybis informatics so that's the first company that i started in the philippines so it's a generic it came to be like a generic software development company mostly taking on outsourced projects from other countries mostly from the us uk europe and so i already had a pool of developers working for me for in, in the in the company and then um when when I got uh, to uh, build a prototype for for the earliest version of Paytaka, um, and I talked to partners who would be willing to fund uh, initially, uh, like creating an entity and then uh, setting it up really like a, a real startup, um, we created another company. So Paytaka in itself is a company, so Paytaka Incorporated. But my uh, pre-existing company still there. And um, in fact, the, the developers who are working on Paytaka is from the other company. Um, it's like 
Paytaka outsources the development to the other company, but it's, it's just it's just us. We we live here in the, in our office yes, in yeah. Takapaban. Uh, but it's, it's structured. It's structured that way. So um, when we got funded in our the first Flipstarter, that's when uh, that's when I really got to involve almost everyone in my Cybis Informatics team to work on Paytaka, so different features, different aspects of it. And I assigned one or two developers. And then I was able to, we were able to hire more people to do the marketing, try this marketing strategy out in the open, in the in the market. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't realize until we have this picture, like uh, we decided like we should have a group picture. And yeah, well, it's, it's getting to a really good number. Um, and that, we were able to sustain it uh, somehow, and especially that we had our second flip, flip starter. Um, and um, we, we plan to keep growing the, the team, actually, because um, um, what we have been doing basically is trying to uh, tackle the different points, uh, the different bottlenecks for scaling the company. Because the moment we approach to like bigger investors, uh, that should be a point where we can convince them that we can scale. So um, one was the marketing. What, what's the strategy that worked for us? So we had to experiment on that. We have the data to show, well, we got up to this point until we decided, oops, we will run out of resources if we keep doing that. So stop. At least we learned something interesting. Uh, and then uh, on, the, on the tool side, uh, we cannot really uh, keep sustaining an expanding network of merchants if we don't have our own POS system. So that we built. Um, we need a map to show our, like the expanse of our network. Uh, not, not at the moment because we only have like seven merchants, but if we try to scale it in a, in a global scale, uh, we, we should have all these different uh, uh, things in place before we can really uh, get to a point where our case as a startup becomes convincing. And uh, in a way, this is different from uh, how other other startups work because um, it's it's just we admit it. It's just a lot easier to to raise money for non BCH things uh, in a traditional uh, funding funding environment. Um, so we really make a point to 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 build a convincing case that all right, we we come to you. Uh, Convinced that all the other all all the bottlenecks that we can see are are addressed. We are prepared to scale this thing, and we need your money. <laughs> so we want to get to that point, uh, and uh, that's how that's how we have like this diverse uh, set of uh, people to work on different aspects uh, of what we can see as bottlenecks that we we need to prepare uh, address. Yeah. So that's the next step of the monetization plan. Like you said, I think I remember from your uh, previous uh, flip starter that you had said, okay, we just kind of, kind of, it was like, guys, we need one more flip starter and then we'll be at a stage where we can move on or we have other monetization going on or we're going to get an investment. That's that's the game plan there, right? Yeah, yeah. So the one of the uh, critical uh, Parts we need to uh, set in place is uh, how how do we uh, actually generate revenue? And uh, in a way, we have uh, implemented some of it. Um, for example, for for our settlement service, so we have our own AnyHedge settlement service for for our uh, 
uh, integration of it in the wallet. So there we are charging a settlement fee, the same way that uh, BCH Boo is also charging a settlement fee. And um, um, soon we'll be rolling out the P2P exchange where we also add like a service fee. Um, we are also working on the, the marketplace with a local delivery component, uh, like, like Uber Eats kind of thing or Food Panda and all those food delivery uh, things. And there we can also uh, uh, collect some, some fees, service fee or some margin on the price. Um, so this, these are things that's part of the plan to, to really uh, get this product to a point where uh, the only thing we need to do is scale. Like uh, there's not, nothing that will stop us from uh, uh, scaling the, the, the business. So yeah, uh, the, the sources of revenue, that's, uh, that's, the, that's the thing we need to, to set in place and roll out and then see how it goes. For sure, we will learn a lot of things in the same way that we did for all the other features we have rolled out. Uh, we just we we adapt quickly to to feedback. So uh, yeah, we just have to get it started, uh, roll it out, learn quickly from uh, user experience. Yeah. So then let's get on to. So you mentioned the Emerald uh, DAO earlier. I'm super excited about this. Obviously, big shout out to Bitcoin Cash Audist uh, for coming up with this and doing it. And then also. Uh, to you for making the implementation so that we could actually try it out on the launch day because that that was super cool so for people people can uh, check it out if you go on the bitcoincashpodcast.com faqs i've got a page called what is emerald dow and you can click there and read about it you can try it out but it's this idea that essentially people are able to lock their coins up so i think at the moment it's 0.1 bch that you lock up uh, and then you get an nft in return now the nft has a cute little fiendish icon <laughs> which is kind of fun uh and then yeah. that uh, it, it sits in there for one year and then and you can't get it out you can't you know it's stuck in there as a in a safe box mm. and then at the end of the one year you can burn the nft to get your money back right so what's the point of that okay well the first thing is that it's just a cool idea it was just a cool demonstration proof of uh, concept, but the idea of it being the sort of Emerald Dow and it's kind of a nice uh, concept was that, well, what if you also got like an interest uh, payment on that, like being in a bank savings uh, deposit? So in this case, where is the interest coming from? Well, the bank, usually they would make some risky investments, hopefully not lose your money, and oh, yeah. they would uh, pay you out some of that, that interest. But in this case, the interest comes from, so Bitcoin Cash Audits has just created this and it's put some of his own money into it as basically the the interest part of it. So you put in 0.1 BCH, 100 millibch, and then you get one bonus MBCH back. So there's only a maximum of 2,000 people that can do it for this first iteration. But it's a super cool idea because this can act, could be expanded. So you can imagine mm -hmm. as the BCH ecosystem grows in Paytaka in other wallets, we could have this little app there where you could go in it and uh, essentially people can donate money into that incentive fund. Like I'd throw in five bucks, right? Maybe a lot of people. Mm. And then that would then pay out people who locked up their coins. So then that would mean that more and more of the market would be incentivized to lock up their coins in a similar way, actually, to how any hedge does it on chain in a contract that everybody can see. And so then 
we're encouraging people to move to self custody because you can't do this if you have a your coins on a on an exchange right so that could be freaking amazing and uh once you have that incentive system in place i can for instance see a system where it became really popular to do this or it becomes a sign of community goodwill to put money into the incentive fund so like uh you might run a flip starter or i could run a flip starter for this podcast and maybe one of the items in my pitch would be and i'm going to put two bch into the emerald dow it's kind of like a way of showing goodwill back to the community in a proof that's also incentivizing people to take self-custody and sort of redistributing funds through the ecosystem and you can prove it on chain and all of that so it's just this like i think this is just the very first uh app of cash tokens Mm. right but we're gonna see how it all uh develops and like this is just this is what crypto is all about like you were saying it's got to be a whole new financial system right this is the parts that we're starting to get to some of that fun DeFi stuff so yeah maybe you could tell us a little bit about why you chose to get involved in this one specifically and what was the process like of, of setting it up you mean the emerald down yeah, yeah, like because you've made this little integration, and at least from what I understand, it was more just uh, like it was just for this proof of concept, right? It's not all uh, generalized and everything like that. It was literally just for this one specific use case. But maybe there was something that you learned from that experience that you think, okay, going forward with integrating different um, cash tokens apps, or you know, wh- why why this project? Why how did this come about? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, backtracking a bit um, because um, the before the cash tokens upgrade happened, um, and we were uh, working on a lot of things uh, as usual, and um, we really needed to like uh, be one of the first, if not the first, to to work on integrating cash tokens uh, in a wallet. So for for some time already, Matthew's wallet was there, so. Uh, we wanted to be uh, the first to integrate it in a browser extension and to demonstrate how it's going to make uh, a lot easier for people to interact with uh, with cash tokens applications. And so the the idea just like the the circumstances was falling at the right place at the right time because um, um, we needed the the expertise on like. Uh, writing contracts and even uh, processing or building the transactions so that it fits within the browser extension model. And we were not really prepared until a few weeks before. And it wasn't even something that my team can can deliver uh, by ourselves on a timely manner. So actually, most of the work that was done to make it, uh, uh, to get it to that level where uh, you just just a few uh, point and click steps. It's it's mostly the work of Pat Mainnet Pat, the developer of the Mainnet JS uh, package. He's been really active into uh, uh, incorporating cash tokens into his library. And uh, at some point, he approached me and said, uh, "I think I can do a lot of uh, uh, things for Paytaka, and Paytaka is open source, so that's." Uh, that was very natural for us to come into some kind of collaboration instantly. And so I said, yes, of course, we need we need all the help we can get. 
to make this a uh, more awesome uh, product, especially that uh, we're very, we're both very excited about cash tokens. So uh, we, we said, okay, we'll see what we can do on the wallet side of things. You take care of the contracts and the interactions with the uh, web-based apps. And um, yeah, we worked on it together and um, Bitcoin Cash Artist was like a, like writing scripts here and there, like, like, I describe him like the like the real uh, BCH script guru. Like uh, yes, <laughs> he just uh, <laughs> spits out wisdom here and there in in script form. And uh, we all, I always love seeing those uh, scripts. Like I I I can understand the structure and even the syntax, but the level of uh, the attention to detail and the the experience he he has in uh, pointing out the flaws in the contracts. That's a uh, uh, I'm not there yet. Like uh, I want to achieve that level of uh, wisdom, <laughs> script wisdom. Um, but um, uh, the elements were there. Like uh, the people were there. Me and and Pat were in, were like we want we have to get this working, and we have to have an app that will demonstrate uh, uh, what Paytaka can do. And and so Bitcoin Cash Audits was there. We we reached out to him, or I don't know. It, it was the other way around. Like he reached out to us or to Pat, and then. Okay, let's get it done, and then let's get it ready for the upgrade day. And it happened. So it's it's a it's some uh, level of coordination uh, that we had to do, but uh, we we're running out of time. Uh, so uh, apologize for those who had like a really bad experience <laughs> in the beginning. Uh, but uh, we made it, and uh, we quickly also uh, uh, improved on a lot of things that were reported on by early users. Yeah, yeah, no, it's amazing that you shipped. Uh, I love hearing this story. Shout out to Mainnet Pat as well too. Then, because as time goes on and the the scene is starting to grow a little bit, but I think one of the other main things that's really happening in BCH that I am noticing is the cooperation between people. I mean, that's the whole point of this. In the end of the day, is, is it's an economy, and the interesting thing or the obvious thing that might not be apparent to people. Uh, who aren't as deep in it, but uh, the Bitcoin Cash ecosystem, as stupid as it sounds, they, we do all use Bitcoin Cash. So whenever these little collaborations and cooperations and stuff start to pop up, transactions start to flow and people get into these little economic mm -hmm. deals and it all operates seamlessly. And like you said, with people who are anonymous or people in all around the world, it doesn't matter. The financial part of it is already sorted. Like everybody already understands that's never any problem. And then obviously people are also aligned on the vision, right? We're all here for the same thing. We all want to grow the network. We all want to grow the product. So it, like, it's just a very natural fit in, in that way. Obviously doing this podcast right now, I've talked to and discussed with so many different people in the ecosystem. And I'm always surprised, <laughs> even though I shouldn't be, it should be obvious, but it, it's always surprising, at least nice to hear when I hear about so-and-so and somebody else is collaborating, you know, they've got started on a little project and and that's only going to expand and expand because as the network effect sort of solidifies, as people get better at referring each other to somebody else who's, like you said, with any hedge, you know, it's all those, those same things. And uh, as that core kind of graph of people that are heavily invested uh, grows and grows and grows, it will just compound on itself how fast everything accelerates, right? So it's, it's amazing in 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 that sense. Okay, tell me about this uh, Bitcats NFTs as well. So you already had Emerald Dow, then you also had this. Mm. So you're dropping multiple projects on release day. This mm. is some pretty good 
delivery rate. So I have minted two. These were the first. Well, I minted the Emerald Dow ones as well. And then I've now minted two of these BitCats as well. Uh, it's a 10,000 NFT series of... You, you put on the site hand-drawn digital art. So I'm not too sure if you can hand-draw digital art, but it's not... Uh, there's a generative element, but also a customized element, it sounds like. And on-chain activity on BCH has been rising this last uh, couple of days. It's up, you know, from 10,000 transactions a day to 15 or 16,000 transactions a day post-cash tokens. And so we had... BCH Guru that we discussed last week on the show. There's Reapers from SBCH uh, coming over to Cash Tokens. And somebody also announced another one called Angry Maxis, plus also your one BidCat. So I've, I'm loving this. The ecosystem, it's like we've only had a couple of days in Cash Tokens. We've already got like four NFT projects. So what inspired you to do an NFT project and what's the vision going forward here? Okay, yeah. Um... I don't know if you're aware that um, in, in the smart BCH ecosystem, we were one. We we are one of the prolific uh, creators of uh, NFT series projects. We had Spice NFT, we had Gambling Apes, uh, Punk Apes, and that's because we have uh, uh, I have artists working for us in house, and uh, this is a very like very talented people. Uh, they 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 do really hand draw these uh, images, wow. uh, this artwork. So it works by like drawing the different uh, uh, parts of the artwork as a separate layer, and then we do some uh, scripting to generate the different combinations. And there's a lot of work also involved in uh, fishing out those. Uh, uh, bad combinations like uh, they they look off like uh, some attributes just don't uh, go together um, and so uh, it, it's funny because sometimes people mean uh, uh, cat which it like uh, some parts really off like <laughs> it, it yes. escapes our manual review and so now they're very rare or they're they're they're, they're rather rare than, than 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 most because we have spent a lot of time to really. Uh, remove those that uh, yeah 10,000 images actually we reviewed like more than 20,000 images so <laughs> it's uh, sometimes uh, we get a few there uh, included in the final set um, but anyway um, I I'm not the type of uh, uh, BCH fan who likes to limit uh, Bitcoin Cash to like pure uh, financial uh, transaction. So I, I believe that um, uh, Bitcoin Cash uh, can be and should be uh, usable also for uh, things that are uh, partly uh, financial and also partly serving uh, a certain function or market where, where people find it valuable, like NFT uh, or like uh, other DeFi applications. So it's, it's really not uh, like an NFT series is not very different from Emerald DAO, like a savings uh, application. Um, they, are, they, they use the financial system, the, they use uh, BCH for a particular uh, custom or specific use case that, that people find uh, useful or valuable or at least fun or entertaining. So um, since, uh, Bitcoin Cash is now with cash tokens uh, activated. We are able to create uh, 
some tokens, fungible and non-fungible, and even more advanced applications, we can start to cater to this market. So uh, we have tried that in Smart BCH. Uh, we have tried that with SLP with some uh, degree of success or failure or a mix of the two. Um, but um, I would say that um, as, as an ecosystem, we have learned a lot from this experience. Um, we have learned uh, in SLP, we have learned that uh, like a, a, a a protocol that's like a sidecar into the into the consensus. Uh, it's not even part of the consensus. It's like a layered on top, uh, which is not different from what these maxis are doing with BRC20. Uh, yes, it's so, <laughs> very ironic. They're just several we, we years have learned, <laughs> We have learned the, the pitfalls, uh, the lessons from there. And uh, at this point, uh, they're, they're at the point of uh, like a honeymoon period, like a uh, uh, we expect after some time uh, they're gonna have to run into problems. But anyway, so we, we have learned a lot from uh, SLP that uh, that we really do need a native uh, token protocol because otherwise um, we, we cannot build advanced uh, applications. Even even just creating some uh, a bit more complex logic in a contract, we cannot do that with SLP uh, in a straightforward way, um, if at all possible. And um, in Smart BCH, we learned that um, um, well, it's we have demonstrated the 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 like uh, the potential of having a side chain that has uh, programmability that's uh, uh, even compatible with EVM. So people will flock into uh, into this. Uh, we may some of us may not agree with uh, how people you know why why they value this. But the market is there, and um, they they would like to 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 go into these things uh, mostly or partly speculative. But uh, we know that the market is there. But um, the design was uh, was not optimal uh, in in the case of smart BCH, right? So um, it's a it was a marketed as a side chain, but it it wasn't really a real side chain, <laughs> and. Uh, uh, we had our BCH backing in a centralized entity, and a, okay, yeah, yeah, we can we can enumerate all those things. But uh, the point is, we have we have learned a lot from all these tokenization experiments, and uh, we have learned that there is value that can be uh, 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 obtained from from this. And now we have it in in the in the BCH main chain itself, and it's minor validated. It, you can incorporate this in your contracts. Uh, so the, the the power uh, that that can bring to the to the main chain to, to BCH is it's like it's limitless. It's a it's a it's an open horizon for developers for startup uh, founders. Um, now you can build really complex DeFi applications on Bitcoin Cash, and you can cater to all different kinds of market, not just purely financial transactions. But also this uh, NFT uh, uh, stuff and uh, uh, things like uh, what Emerald DAO has built, and even more. Uh, at, at, I would expect in the next uh, coming months there will be a, a lot more projects uh, that will be announced, uh, making use of cash tokens for different DeFi applications. So um, since we have the the talent in house to produce NFTs, um, we are. Me and Pat were itching to like uh, demonstrate all this power of cash tokens in the shortest time possible, and 
yeah, why not? Why, why don't we launch an NFT series? Uh, and so I charged my artists to come up with the idea and just throw in some some uh, abstract things like uh, it should be about cats. It should have green eyes and it should have some BCH uh, here and there. Uh, and then, boom, uh, they created all this uh, uh, 10,000 images of cats. Uh, we work on the contract side of things on, on the wallet. Um, it was uh, basically me and uh, and Pat. Uh, it was uh, the two of us who orchestrated this uh, and and did a lot of work uh, to make it happen. And the the initial idea was just to to get it out there as a demonstration of what you can do with cash tokens. And then, but, but I'm aware of how it works in other NFT projects. Uh, it was okay in the very early days of NFTs to just sell images, and that's it. And people will buy it. But later on, um, it has become like uh, uh, people came to expect something. Like uh, when you sell out these kinds of images, what will you do with the money? And um, yeah, so for us, uh, it came later. Like uh, roughly, we had this idea that, okay, we will use it to build, uh, to improve the things that we have been doing for BCH. The wallet, mainnet JS on, on Pat's side. Uh, but um, just uh, yesterday, actually, uh, uh, we I, I discussed with Pat like uh, we should probably come up with uh, we commit to something uh, uh, concrete uh, to 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 build from the proceeds of the mint. And so we agreed. Uh, I'm doing an advance announcement of our roadmap, which I'm supposed to release this week. Uh, <laughs> Exclusive. Uh, <laughs> yeah, first in your podcast. Uh, so. Definitely part of the proceeds will be donated to uh, Paytaka uh, development. Um, and then we are building an NFT marketplace. So since we are, we already sold this uh, NFT uh, images, this, this series, um, we can bring this further by creating the marketplace because we don't, we don't have it yet. It's, it's, it's actually uh, like, Interesting things begin to happen when you, when trade is involved. Like uh, it's not enough to just have this. Uh, I, I, you have a you have some cats. I have some cats, and but I like your cat. I don't like one of my cats. You might want to trade. So uh, we, we want to encourage that kind of activity by creating a, a marketplace. And so that's one of the things we will commit uh, to build with the money we get. And then um, I floated around the idea of airdrops because airdrops are very common in other chains like. They have handy tools to uh, airdrop tokens. Like uh, when there, of course, we would expect like uh, it will be used by legit projects, by scammy projects. Um, it's it's a tool, just like any other tool. You can use it in a good way, in a bad way. But definitely, we need something like uh, to facilitate uh, airdrops. Uh, those who who will have fungible token projects later on. So an airdrop system, like a uh, uh, you create a token, you just uh, put in thousands of addresses and then hit the airdrop button and then it will send airdrops to all those addresses. And you can put constraints like this address should have 0.1 BCH in the wallet before they can receive airdrops, something like that. That's another way to encourage people to uh, huddle uh, VCH because you're going to get these airdrops. Uh, I think overall it's going to be good. And also... Uh, since we're going to be using uh, Paytaka, specifically the browser extension for this kind of stuff, and uh, maybe even the mobile app later on, um, 
these airdrops which can run uh, for like for thousands, hundreds of thousands of addresses at some point, depending on the project that needs them. That also translates to downloads of uh, of the app. And so it's it's good for Paytaka also to to have this kind of tool. So those things. So donation to Paytaka, the NFT marketplace, and then the airdrop system. Those are the the the, the commitments we have from the sale of this uh, uh, Bitcats NFT. And one thing I mentioned is that the marketplace is going to be. Now, just like any marketplace, we charge a fee, right? So there's a trade trading fee. But for BitCat owners, the, the fee is going to be waived. As, ah, as I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So that's why now I've got two. So I can have one so that I have no fees and then I can trade around some of the other ones. I'm already loving this because I've not been big on any of those uh decentralized whatever they're not even centralized but whatever it's called oasis or what what's the name of that other one they have that's super open sea right where they're trading nfts yeah. or something i haven't NFT been super keen on a lot of that and it's but now that it's on bitcoin cash i'm i'm excited so yeah people can check it out at bitcatsheroes.club that's b-i-t catsheroes.club and mint yourself some of these uh Cats at the moment, there's you've got 360 out of 10,000 uh minted, so I guess 10,000's a lot. <laughs> so I guess it will take a little while to fill out, but yeah. I'm sure, as especially as the ecosystem is is growing, like people will filter in and then maybe it'll just hit suddenly a point where everybody wants to get in on it, right? It all it takes one viral post or one new announcement, and then everyone's excited, right? Or I guess you could probably also mm-hmm. use it as uh, rewards for other things like uh maybe i should do that maybe i should do a giveaway on this show of like oh, right yeah, into the, yeah. uh, right into the mm-hmm. chat you know if you're in the chat i'll send you a, a bit cat or something actually now now yeah. my brain's uh spinning like you said about <laughs> trading once you once you start things things really uh yeah this, this is really what i'm saying like uh the moment you start like engaging in in, in, in any like building or getting involved in something some application development or just plainly communicating with other people who are involved in this ideas are like popping up like uh, there's this, like cross pollination of of these different ideas and then it it begins to create new things uh, along the way interesting things that can add to the overall value yeah and it's a uh, yeah, we should do that. <laughs> That's amazing. All right. Well, maybe I'll have to mint a couple more after this episode. <laughs> got got some to give away. I'm pretty happy with my two that I've I've got so far. I've got one where there's sort of like drooling out of the side of his mouth. He's wearing this red hoodie. It's exactly like mm. I have a red hoodie that I've been wearing around a lot recently. So I like. Oh that. wow! What a coincidence! And then... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then this this other one on the right, I could probably trade or sell that one. I'm not as feeling as invested in this this other one with a tank top mm. camouflage tank top it looks a bit more like a street street cat type of uh vibe so i'm oh. sure somebody else <laughs> will be loving will be loving that one so i'll have to swap this one out for one that i'm more more attached to you know mm. uh, but now i'm in the nft game now uh i've just forget about bitcoin yeah. cash this is now going to be the nft speculators uh podcast so uh tune in next <laughs> week uh, the latest latest <laughs> trades trades and updates <laughs> uh okay tell me about purely peer so 
this one is something that I know your team has been kind of working on a bit in the in the background, and I was super excited about it. And I I even got to test it uh, an early demo. Mm. I'm not sure whether we talked about it on this show. Maybe maybe it was more under wraps at that uh, point. But the idea is that it's kind of like Pokemon Go or geocaching. So you have your app. Mm. There's a map. You can walk around and essentially just pick up free BCH, which is awesome. Who wouldn't want to do that? Yeah. And then the mm-hmm. point is that if you were a business, let's say you have a pizza shop, then you, you could go on this app and you could scatter about a bunch of BCH near your shop. And then people would come to pick up the BCH. And when they picked it up, it would give them an ad, uh, you know, come check out my shop. And then they're right there. And then obviously your shop is going to be accepting BCH. So now you're getting foot traffic and, and hype and i love this idea because i can just see it's it plays so strongly to bch strengths where it encourages people to use it non-custodially it's kind of fun and sociable as well i've got a few friends that are big on pokemon go and they go out and they meet different people who are doing it and stuff like that so that's great and i can also like personally myself i would advertise on this for sure i would definitely pay you know one bch to spread out a thousand or a hundred little drops so that everybody who clicked on it would think oh the bitcoin cash podcast i'm already interested in bitcoin cash maybe i'll click and listen to an episode like it seems such an efficient way of marketing to me and it uniquely plays to to bch so yeah it was probably like more than a year ago maybe even at this point that i i tried this out but i don't know what's the status if it's just one of the many projects that are underway but uh, do you have any updates uh, about this yeah, um, so Purely Peer has been in development for more than a year. Uh, yeah, one one and a half or or more. Um, this is this is one of the things I said that where um, the moment you uh, build something, you, you re- learn a, a lot along the way. And uh, one of the things was like uh, uh, the thing you mentioned where uh, you use you use Purely Peer for advertising. Uh, your business and um, it could work uh, definitely um, but uh, for for you have to remember that um, there are only a few uh, people who 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 really use BCH in like for example in in our area in the Philippines even outside of Tacloban for example and and so if I'm the merchant and I want to spend on advertising it would be an inefficient way to spend my resources uh, advertising funds uh, through the app because uh, the the number of eyeballs that will see my ad is a lot less than we than than you spend it for like traditional uh, advertising. So we had this, um, but definitely it remains one of the things that it can serve uh, for. Uh, at some point, we brainstorm about. Um, Aside from this, what's what other value uh, could it give to our users aside from being an advertising platform? And um, there were a lot of things that have been uh, brainstormed. Um, we at some point we committed development resources for one path over the other, and then later on just uh, realized uh, uh, we can do things better. And uh, it didn't help that we were building heavily on top of SLP in the beginning, and so. Um, we had to like do some soul searching after SLP was not really panning out as as, as a protocol for tokens. And uh, Smart BCH came later, and we were toying with the idea of uh, 
doing something related to purely peer in, in smart PCH. So we have spent also some resources on that. Um, I, I, I prefer not to say that they were wasted resources <laughs> spent, but uh, I hate to admit, but uh, yeah, we, we lost some time and effort to really try to do something for smart BCH. But hey, we have uh, cash tokens now. So that, that adds another dimension to, uh, to what we can do for purely peer. But at the moment, as, as, a, as an update, so we have improved a lot on the experience. Uh, in terms of uh, creating your cash drops. So we call it those, those uh, BCH that you drop in certain geographic uh, points, um, those cash drops. So we have improved uh, the experience in creating these cash drops and as well as in the collection. So it's, it's, uh, it's not like Pokemon Go yet uh, level, like uh, you can see because there's an AR component in Pokemon Go. So... We did not uh, work on that in purely PO. We have the map, but it's um, it's a 2D uh, map. But there, there we have we have built a lot of guides and uh, uh, improvements on the user experience, so it will be a lot easier. And also, we have narrowed down the cash drop uh, locations. So we are we we query uh, the opens uh, open street map data for where we're going to place the the cash drop so we have settled on like public places and near the roads so that it's easier to collect because in the, in the previous version it can be dropped in a like in the middle of the school <laughs> and, and if you don't have access to the school and you've been looking for this cash drop like in the for uh, for an hour and you realize it's inside a compound you cannot access. So, <laughs> yeah. But so on the other hand, maybe that gives the school kids then they've got an advantage. Maybe then that they're like, oh, good, I can. Somebody else can't come in and grab that, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you make a deal with one of the <laughs> of the kids or uh, try to educate them. Like, hey, there's some cash drop inside the school you can collect. Uh, but yeah, this this kinds of things we have improved a lot uh, along the way and. Um, um, we we really planned on uh, launching the open uh, beta uh, for this. Just got delayed because of the cash tokens thing, but um, uh, we hopefully can get it uh, restarted uh, this uh, June. And so this is something to watch for uh, next month uh, as we roll out uh, this for everybody. Uh, yeah, and then oh, you're uh, telling me the, this is going to be available in June. This is you're going to be rolling yeah, the, it. The beta, oh, oh wow! Uh, beta Hell yeah! yeah. Oh man! Yeah. Um, it'll be, I'm so it'll, it'll, we've been working on it continuously and it, since uh, a year ago. So uh, we have uh, two dedicated uh, developers working on it. Wow. Okay, you got a lot of next, different next things month. on the on the boil at once. This is amazing. I was expecting like okay. This has been shelved for a while, but we'll kind of get but it's gonna be coming out for the listeners. I I played this, like I said, more than probably more than a year ago. And I it was actually really fun. <laughs> I because I got it and I created some. There was not cash drops in my area, right? But I created some to test it out. And then I was like, okay, well now I've got to go out and pick them up. So I'm walking around in the in the in the park uh near where I'm living and like waving my uh, phone around in the air. <laughs> yeah, Obviously, 
other people like maybe just you know looking at me like what is this guy doing but i think people understand this these kind of games now right but it was actually yeah, pretty fun yeah. i was walking up and down this road i had to be at a certain amount and then when i finally got yeah. uh got onto it and it popped up and i got like a little treasure chest uh icon thing i think i got uh oh, yeah. from it and i was thrilled I because I'd spent about 20 minutes walking around <laughs> on this road uh trying to get onto the right spot. So I I to be honest, I had a blast. <laughs> I actually really mm. enjoyed it. So I'm looking forward to when this game comes out. And I also think it just has such viral potential. It's ridiculous because mm. uh if we can get to a point where we get a bit of um you know, solid BCH traction going like in Townsville or in St. Kitts, if you could combine that with this or in Tuckleburn, oh, yeah. yeah. that would be amazing because then you could just, there was already people already interested, already kind of familiar with how things were going. And then everybody in the mm -hmm. ecosystem from anywhere in the world can just, if, even if everybody's just putting in one or $2 and just bombing in these little yep. drops yep. randomly everywhere, it would be like, mm -hmm. the, you know, we have cash rain, but it would be literally like that it was, raining on that, rain, that geolocated yeah 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 that's right that's right yeah oh, that that's really so fun cool. yeah all right well hopefully so, so, hopefully something to watch be coming for soon. next month <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 i'm yeah. i'm stoked if this is coming out in june it's already the nearly the end of may like wow you better yeah. not set yourself any uh okay oh, man i love it all this stuff uh quietly on the boil that <laughs> i had no idea about <laughs> Or okay, all right. That's that's uh, that's all your different uh, projects, right? Unless you've got anything else you want to announce or share, like. <laughs> but uh, you've got so many different streams at Bay Tiger, it's hard hard to keep up with them all. <laughs> I wanted to also touch on some regular sort of crypto news, which is that uh, BCH sure, sure. is is starting to get a bit of a bit of airtime with the. The crypto normies people have asked on the show a couple of times. Ryan asked recently, "What do you think about all these crypto influencers?" You know, there's a few of them who have a hundred thousand YouTube subs and five hundred thousand Twitter followers, and basically they just go from one coin to another in just this random haze, picking up whatever, uh, whatever is the trending story of the day. And it seems like BCH is starting to starting to slide back in there. So mm -hmm. I've got a clip. Uh, from this show here let me just send you the the link to that it's this guy scott melka he calls himself the wolf of all streets i believe and he has one of these shows jets just gonna line up the clip here there's this guy ran noina nuna i've never heard of him to be honest but he has seven hundred thousand twitter followers and is apparently a big deal so he was giving bch some uh some love on this on this stream which is going out to a very different audience to who i'm usually talking to and i'm sure who you're usually talking to as well too so let's see what he had to say i think it's good for the crypto market and not necessarily bitcoin option number one is that there is a fork and then they fork bitcoin to have one bitcoin with ordinals with taproot and and the ability to inscribe ordinals and stuff like that and fork number two without it who gains who loses well, everyone gains, nobody loses. We saw this with the forks in 2017 when there was BCH and BSV, where Bitcoin actually never lost value. Bitcoin gained a lot of value in the, upper, in the, uh, in the run up to those forks. And even when they forked, the sum of the parts was way bigger than the original whole, which meant that people were celebrating innovation. People were saying, hey, you know what, those who want to stay on the previous fork, great. 
but we've actually incrementally added value to the business. Now, I know from a PR point of view, it's not great that Bitcoin forks and there's disagreement. But history has shown us that if Bitcoin actually does fork, more value is created into the market than anybody, and everybody gains as a result. Who else gains here? Well, some competitors of Bitcoin, competitors, forks of Bitcoin that have been dead for a long time, BCH, BSV, those guys have actually gone up in value. Why? Because people are saying, hold on a second. You know what? Maybe this whole big blocks thing is not the end of the world. And maybe this is, there is a use case for a proof of work chain um, uh, w- w- with this kind of, of, of use case. And so they gain as well. Who loses? Well, no one's lost. So all, no one's losing. Everyone's gaining. And the maxis are getting upset. And that for me is probably the best result that you could ever wish for. <laughs> you, know, you know, I agree. Uh, J- James, I-, I want you to obviously give your response. And then we can also talk about the fact clearly that we had some issues on Ethereum as well. This isn't yeah. something that's uh, unique to Bitcoin at the moment, right? Exactly. It's, it's kind of funny the way it's all happening at once. And I, I agree with everything that Rand said, too. Um, but I, I think it is a concerning time. My biggest concern is, you know, Bitcoin is that famous store of value. Uh, can you imagine how many people it's turning off that are ready to deploy significant amounts of money into that store of value when it gets clogged up with JPEGs? And we know traditional money thinks the whole JPEG thing is uh, crazy, you know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's about enough. <laughs> Oh, man. So there you go. Like, obviously nothing. But he did say later on in the show, I believe, that he has picked up a bit of BCH and so on and so forth. But I just think it's an interesting portal into a different world. I don't know how many of some of my (laughs) listeners surely are listening to this kind of uh, mainstream crypto, as it were, kind of chat. And I think a lot of them are sort of like, oh, not interested in this clown show. (laughs) Let's just keep it on the BCH story. And I think for you and I, like we were talking about where in this lane where we're in BCH and we're making it happen with real apps and products and services just slowly year after year. And yet there's this whole separate, much, much bigger ecosystem as it currently stands. And to them, it's like, yeah, BCH uh, is just this little sideshow that no, it's dead. Nobody's really heard about it. And then suddenly it pops back up again and there is a surprise. Oh, it's come out of the woodwork again. Uh, (laughs) Just because the wind is blowing in our favor with the, the ordinals stuff and i just thought it's so interesting this other guy the second one who was talking invest answers that's just the classic like low info takes this guy has hundreds of thousands of subscribers or whatever on his channel and yet he's like uh bitcoin this store of value and he's really worried that ordinals is gonna ruin the invest big investors coming into the market because he's hoping to pump up his bags and pump up the bags of all his listeners and he, anyway, anybody can go and listen to the rest of that uh, talk. The original video is called DCA Live is Crypto Broken. Ivan on Tech, Rand Neuner, CTO Larson, Invest Answers on Scott Melker's YouTube channel. But this other guy then goes on, he talks about basically, no, I don't really like forks. They disrupt Bitcoin, yada, yada. But then he says, you know what we need? Solana. It's layer one. It's got high scalability. It's got instant transactions. It's uh, resilient. And he just basically explains that he wants VCH, but just the the brand name or whatever stories is going around. He's he's not convinced about it, right? So, do you have a take on this? What do you do? You follow a lot of this stuff, or do you just like ignore it? <laughs> uh, for me, it's like noise. Unnecessary noise. 
but uh, I do see sometimes some uh, some of this in my Twitter feed, and uh, sometimes I make a comment here and there. But uh, I I actively like want to get rid of it. <laughs> like, okay, it, I, I should not spend like uh, spend some mental energy on this. Uh, but yeah, somebody has got to like pay attention to what they are saying, and then. Uh, come up with uh, like uh, reasonable, sensible, like witty replies, or at least address the points. I don't know if it's even like worth uh, uh, doing it, but um, I just feel that um, uh, yeah, it's not for me. <laughs> I just let them be. Yeah, it's not really for me either. But I I just think it's a fascinating example of what why did it get noticed because the price went up a little bit right that's that's just the mm-hmm. bottom line summary that everybody is looking at of all these coins like everybody is looking at the coin market cap yada yada and so then when the price goes up if there's something coincidental like the ordinal stuff that they can tie it into well then that becomes it you know there's been years of bitcoin cash adoption and projects the community is more harmonious we just had the cash tokens release you know, there's more apps coming out, there's more on-chain activity, this podcast is growing, like, there's so many different things you could point to, all of that, completely unaware of any of that. Instead, it's just like, well, the point price is pumped because uh, a big block Bitcoin is suddenly looking good again. And maybe that's true, maybe that, maybe that is mm. all, all that it was, right? So it's just a case of the fundamentals take a long time to show through, but what it, it also shows to me is that it's, it's not this kind of stuff can go big fast. Like we're already kind of sitting in the, it's like uh, cycling, you know, in the Peloton, like we're already sitting on the back wheel there. And as long as we're mm. working on real projects and stuff, what's going to happen at some point is the price going to go up 20% in a week or it's going to double in a week, something like that, some announcement or something. And then one of these guys will say, hey, have you guys looked at Bitcoin Cash? I looked into them and did you know they've got this and this and this and this? And that will all be like old news to us. But it'll be a mind-blowing revelation on this show as everyone's like, wait, wow, those guys are actually really doing it. And it will become a story. (laughs) Suddenly all the speculators will will come in, right? So I'm just got to flag that up uh, because listeners to this show will be like, of course that's going to happen. Uh, but when it eventually does, uh, we can <laughs> look forward to that that day. It's just a matter of time, right? Okay, mm-hmm. so we've got uh, the BTC Miami has been on this week as well too. I promised on the last episode that we'd cover it a little bit. But to be honest, it was pretty boring. <laughs> like I even saw some BTC people commenting, wow, we really didn't have much announced. So attendees were estimated at about 15,000, which to give some context, last year it was 35,000. So huge drop-off in attendee numbers. I watched some of the industry day panels. They had one about BlockFi scamming, then one about Gemini scamming, then one about FTX scamming. And I was thinking, what is this? They don't have any news. Like they don't have any apps. (laughs) They don't have any announcements. They don't have any protocol updates. They don't have any adoption. They don't They don't have anything. It's literally just nine months old scams recycling. And then in the next day, they did have a little bit more. They had an ordinals panel with um, mm. Udi and uh, Eric Wall, who were basically halfway between saying, guys, Bitcoin's falling behind. Like Ethereum is where all the action is. And also mm. saying, ha ha, we broke your protocol. And sort of nobody knows what to make of it. There's kind of a bit of a general sentiment, like we're not, we are 
but you know we do need to get out of this whole digital gold uh nonsense mm. but they don't really know how to do it so everybody just seemed quite confused and then obviously there was also well not obviously i guess but rfk jr the american democratic politician who's i think he's trying to run for president right he was uh also gave a bit of a speech and then i also saw vivek ramaswamy who's trying to run for the republican nomination also announced he was accepting bitpay donations so it seems like it's really getting uh. into the political sphere that like crypto is becoming something that you can make that a bit of an issue because there's so many crypto users so many people like it that you can jump on mm. board with that but did you follow any of this BTC Miami news or do you have, is that something you're interested in or you take any lessons from? Um, no, not really. Um, I'd like to attend a conference, but uh, hopefully it's a Bitcoin cash conference. <laughs> <I don't, laughs> uh, last time it was in St. Kitts, so it's, uh, it's, it's Long way quite away. too far for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I never actually joined any uh, conference before, so it would be interesting. Uh, I hope the next uh, location is going to be more manageable for me. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think I, I don't know what the current plans are for the Bitcoin Cash, if we're going to do a 2023 conference. I've heard some very like vague whispers, but not even enough that I would consider them like, mm, maybe this is going to happen. It might be the case, I think, that Maybe this year there just isn't one, and then next year there is one. That's what I would be putting my sats on, I think, just because, well, we had the St. Kitts one, and that was great, but like you said, there was it was a long way away for a lot of people, but even the people it was, it was like a big thing to do and to organize, and this stuff is not simple, right? That's why mm -hmm. it's fascinating to watch these uh, BTC Miami, because they've now been running for 10 years, and there's some excellent, mm -hmm. fantastic photos of, 10 years ago where they just had this kind of empty rooms and all that right but now and so the, the uh, conference you, ran 10 days this this Miami no, no. thing it's only three days it was on Thursday three days. and Friday yeah. and Saturday and I think it's basically wrapping up today or tomorrow you know today ish or maybe it's already kind of over but nothing really got announced uh, Jack uh, Mallers he I watched his talk and he basically said guys we've made they've changed their logo so that it's like somebody giving the finger to show how um <laughs> punk that they are that was his like big announcement he started this whole story about two years ago i was in el salvador and we're bringing freedom and all that but that was two years ago uh -huh. legal tender uh the bitcoin city all this stuff it was going to be hype naive bukele we're taking over and then last year, Naive wasn't there because he was busy fighting gangs and the adoption had created yeah. and the price had created. And now this year, it's like, nobody cares. Like every, the world just seems to have moved on. So I don't, don't know whether next year mm. we're even going to bother covering this, uh, but I had, <laughs> I had to mention it. <laughs> mm. Anyway, that's, uh, yeah, they're basically, basically getting pretty played out. The old, the old B2C crowd, kind of a letdown to me. I, I mean, I don't expect them mm. to be doing amazing, but just how empty the whole thing was really uh really struck me yeah, for me i'm just watching from the sidelines like uh, mostly from twitter like uh some of it uh happens to be in my feed and uh overall my like i feel somehow sad that uh, the bitcoin brand yeah is being brought into some kind of stagnation and uh um and uh, what they seem to be like exciting developments going on related to lightning or fediment or 
or whatever the Chomian, whatever they came up with. They're actually like uh, trying to normalize or trying to tend towards centralization, uh, custody of yeah. funds. And so, what are they innovating on? Like, uh, <laughs> they're they're making it. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's like they're building something so that people will be led towards uh, custody of Bitcoin. And uh, it's just so sad that uh, you know they 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 brought the branding with them during the split. And they're dragging it uh, down from my point of view. Uh, like, uh, yeah, it's such a waste. It is. But I have a, I have sort of an optimistic take on it, which is that even though, yeah, I agree, it's a complete nightmare and a lot of people will sort of just follow that brand back into it. But I think a lot of people won't. I think they've spent so long saying, not your keys, not your coins, self-custody. We're trying to be like people still, even with digital gold, they still saying it was digital gold, but like money that you could trade, you know, even if that's not the reality of what's going on, people at least, it's in the name, Bitcoin, coin, coins, things you can trade, right? As they've spread the brand and all that cryptocurrency has grown, people, and I mean, not even necessarily the people in crypto at all, just people who are very on the signs of any of this, they still understand the idea of, okay, it's supposed to be an alternative economy. So I think that message has got through. So even if Bitcoin kind of fades away, it's kind of a good spot for Bitcoin Cash to rise up. Like Bitcoin, I know Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, it's an economy. I can use it like cash. I can kind of see us threading the needle there. So I'm I'm actually optimistic. Although, yeah, it's it is a travesty <laughs> to see. It makes you despair for the state of the world a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we've got, got uh meme of the week. Uh this one comes from Iron Man. I don't know if you're a, a fan of that. Uh, but it's the Jericho missiles scene where he says, why don't we have both? Um, so it's Robert Downey Jr. Uh, with the Bitcoin cash cash tokens logo on his head. And it says in the meme impact text, is it better to have Bitcoin with low fees or Ethereum with proof of work? I say, is it too much to ask for both? And then the missiles are exploding behind him. So it's kind of an action, action based thing. And I think to me, this is kind of this is kind of what we can angle it at. And the general crypto population, people think Bitcoin, high fees, not such a good combo. And then Ethereum, proof of stake, a lot of people they don't like that. So if we can sort of it's not an exact analogy of what it is, but if we can kind of yeah. pitch cash tokens as that combo, I think a lot of people would resonate with it, right? Yeah, and it looks like Ethereum has all the bad combinations. It has high fees and it's POS. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And they're, they're, yeah, they're getting into a bit of a mess too as well. Because on one hand, they've got all these ETH killers, which are not going to kill ETH because it already has to have network effect. But on the other hand, they're kind of stuck. I've also just uh, like chose this meme because it has the new cash tokens logo. Which the community voted on the <laughs> the green Bitcoin B and then a, a blue ring around the outside which says cash tokens, and then it has a barcode which also says cash tokens. And there was the vote uh, that we had, but there's nothing official about that. People don't have to listen to that vote. But it seems like the one that everybody liked, unsurprisingly, kind of won. And so I've seen a lot of people have already jumped on this. So I'm pretty sure this is going to be the logo uh, in all the different apps and stuff, because it seems to like before the vote had finished, people were a bit unsure. But as soon as the vote was over, everybody's just been using this logo on all their memes, mm. right? 
I think, yeah, that's looking. I, I personally love it. I actually think it's great. It looks like a poker poker chip. It looks like a <laughs> yeah. that you would get at a casino or at a any uh-huh. any kind of uh, if you were at some of those food stalls and stuff. Sometimes they're giving you like tokens. They look exactly like that. So I think it's actually perfect. All right, we got message to the community. Everyone on the show gets a chance to speak to the listeners, the Bitcoin Cash community, whoever's tuning in, and tell them what they need to hear. So. What do you think it is that the Bitcoin Cash community needs to have on their mind? Um, about Paytaka or about about anything? You can make it about about anything about, <laughs> about Paytaka, about the political state of the world, about submarine, um, you know, submarines, like whatever, okay. <laughs> whatever you think. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think that uh, what I'd like to share the most important thing for me. Um, the the thing that really keeps us going. So these things are very difficult to pull off. The things that we are doing and very difficult to see um, uh, the success. Like uh, it's like seeing in a horizon. You see you see the sunrise, but you don't get to see the details. Uh, for other people, like not being able to see details of your future is scary. It scares them. But for for me. Uh, knowing that uh, we are solving a very important problem, like a, a, a problem that impacts the future of, of billions in the planet. It, it, it gives me a feeling of being part of a bigger goal. You know, it's a, I think that's one of the basic things that each human should strive for, like uh, being part of something greater than you. And uh, that's one one of the things that uh, I always try to share to my teammates that uh, the the pleasure of doing something uh, for something that's greater than each of us or even greater than what we can do combined. It's it gives you it keeps you going even even when there are like moments where, when you doubt yourself or or moments of difficulty. It's really the the, the vision. That you need to internalize, and if you if you're aligned with that, and you know deep inside that we're gonna get there no matter what, um, we'll get through it. You know, the, the the difficulties that you encounter along the way, uh, they become trivial. They become like source of lessons for you to keep going. And yeah, I I, I say that to my team. Like I'm, um, we are not the most compensated. Uh, developers in, in this area of the world, um, even even at our rate. So there, there are many people here who work for foreign companies. They get paid a lot of money. Uh, but part of the of the way I motivate uh, the members of my team is that we we sell this vision. Like, uh, hey, this is the big goal we have, and uh, that's amazing, right? To be to be part of a huge change in the world. If we can make it happen, and in a way that will not uh, make us financially broke in the end, uh, just uh, just okay. Or if you are super lucky, you will be like super rich as well. But uh, more than that, more than the money, more than anything else, it's really uh, accomplishing something that uh, can potentially change the world, make the lives of people better. Yeah, that's oh, it. That's great, great message, and that's <laughs> that's exactly what it comes down to. I mean, the Bitcoin Cash community has had to do it so rough for so long on the on the price front and the vision is what has sustained it and i think as that turns around you know uh the price is it's going to go up eventually it's it's not a question of 
if really just a matter of when like we see with cash tokens <laughs> there's been so much development activity even just the things you've talked about on the show you just one after another after another after another you know these uh projects jet was sharing me these stats before uh maybe we can pull that up i don't know do you have that that chart of our monthly um listeners on this on the live stream on the twitch right and for yeah i put it in the telegram yeah i don't have it readily available for the live stream but when i do the post i'll add it in here so okay here are the stats (laughs) (laughs) but basically from january until uh for the last like year in 2022 it was just kind of going along at about 10 uh viewers per per week or per month uh average on the streams and then in december it jumps up to about 30 and then in january of this year it's down to like 20 and then february is like 25 and then march is 30 and then 45 so you can see that it's just been going along and then you can see at the start of this year it's just started rising mm-hmm. and there's a few factors to that uh b chat has been huge in hosting our streams and stuff but the snowball is stu- is starting to roll uh and i i can really feel this show gaining traction so um you know for everybody who's in the community i'm sure in everybody's different projects if bitcoin cash is rising everybody will start to notice that that everywhere mm-hmm. and the the price will follow at some point right okay cool well yeah, that will pretty cool. much uh do it do it for the show we've got to give our uh, supporter appreciation and then finish off with the shout outs so uh thank you very much to our donators every time love you you're the best sats always love some bch sats thank you to ricky and hp our patrons thank you to general uh, thank you to general protocols check out bchbull.com as you were saying on the show getting some good utility out of their products mm-hmm. so <laughs> they're making it happen there as well and the flip starter supporters majamalu marcelo renegade Keep Lightning, Emergent Reasons, Unspent.app, Molecular, Bitcoin Cash Orders, Mini Satoshi, and Callisti.cash. So final shout outs and where can people find more of you at, at PayTucker and, and follow you as well? Uh, I forgot to uh, make a shout out for it's been it's been in this like roller coaster ride with me for more than a year. And uh, we'd love just learning a lot of things along the way. I hate to cut you uh, off, but my interrupt. Oh, oh yeah, I'm, uh, it's a shout out for. I want to make sure we. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, it's a shout out for uh, Bit Architect, uh, my uh, partner in uh, de- developing the purely peer project. Uh, so we've we've been at it, as I mentioned, for more than a year. So we're learning a lot along the way, and finally we're getting it out uh, the the beta this uh, next month. And um, for Peitaka, you you find us in uh, in in Twitter, in Telegram. We have our website uh, currently being uh, developed. Um, yeah, and I'd invite everybody to uh, download Peitaka. Try it out. Don't uh, be afraid to reach out to us if you run into issues. Uh, we'd love feedback. Uh, we survive on feedback, and uh, we really love to uh, improve the, the product from there. Absolutely. And that website is it's paytucker.com, right? Uh, oh, I was yes, looking yes, at it recently. Exactly. It's, uh, I had looked at it before and I looked at it. You've been uh, changing and improving that. I went to it. I was like, wow, this is uh, way slicker and cooler than it used to be. So <laughs> the iterative improvement yeah. was was going on. That caught me off guard because I remember the older website and then I went to it. I'm like, wow, 
Yeah, it was uh, quite so boring before. <laughs> oh, it's uh, definitely engaging. And uh, it's one of those things just in, in any project, right? If you look at it and then you come back six months later and what to the team on the ground, you know, you're just day by day in, improving incrementally. But then when you come back after a period of time from an outside perspective, you're like, wow, all this stuff hitting me at once, right? So I, I was definitely yeah. getting those vibes. Jet, do you have a shout out? Yeah. I have a bunch of shout outs rarity for you good no you've been you've been <laughs> lacking you've got a few in the bank so uh so i have to shout out uh i'm you name and i think it's re rehar from stack wallet for finally pushing me to look into fulcrum i have to give a shout out to josh ellathorpe tom zander kaylin Kalianu. Cal i'm so sorry i'm alan Kaliano. Yeah. and uh morin uh p from block ng uh i feel like there's someone i'm missing i'm so sorry uh, if that person is you. But yeah, a bunch of people have just helped me out with uh, a bunch of small Bitcoin cash stuff here and there over the past couple of days, and it's made my life a hell of a lot easier. Uh, oh, and I guess everyone that's worked on cash tokens. It's, it's been uh, a smooth sailing so far. I've enjoyed every moment of it. Yeah, my shout out goes to Bitcoin Cash Audits and Mainnet Pat for collaborating with Hey Tucker on the Emerald DAO and all of that stuff, because I love that. That was amazing it's so cool to have some apps and things to play around with to to get started with i'm very enamored of my uh little uh fiendish nft that i have and we'll wait and see at the end of the year i've got two i've minted two of them so we'll see at the end of the year maybe i want i want to get two so maybe i can unlock one and maybe i'll keep one and i wonder if they'll become a uh tradable thing that people will suddenly be like well there's 0.1 bch in it but it's kind of got a historical value, so maybe it could trade higher than that. Or maybe not. Maybe <laughs> I'll just uh, hold on to it and watch as my 0.1 BCH goes to the moon. <laughs> I got to double up on that shout out because they also helped me. I now have the first and potentially most unique Emerald DAO tokens. I have a 0 0.2 right. BCH DAO token and I have a 1 BCH <laughs> DAO token. How did you do that? Because when I was looking, I looked on the Block Explorer and it's 0 0.1, 0 0.1, 0 0.1, 0.1. And there was one in there that was 0.2. I was like, what is this bug? Did you mean to... Yeah. <laughs> so, so the Very contract has a equal to or greater than. It's not a strict equal. So if you can, you know, hack around the numbers a little bit, you can put anything above 0.1 BCH in there. Okay. All you right. don't get right. a uh, reward a bonus, proportional uh, to your lockup. Yeah. So if you're looking for the reward, just get as many as you want. <laughs> if you want, well, I mean, I got I got the first one. So take that, guys. Wow. That's, that's, that's super cool. And I can't wait because as well, it's going to be so historic as well too because... By the time we're at the upgrade day next year, when they unlock, it will be a completely different experience. You know, it'll be already in a bunch of wallets. It'll be super slick, integrated, maybe like some nice animations or something. You'll be able to send it everywhere. People will be mm -hmm. minting all kinds of celebration tokens and something like And it'll be easy and the community will be popping off and loving it. And it will just be like, oh, remember back one year ago when this was all like a, <laughs> such a stretch and we had to really work to to make it happen. You know, uh, time moves on quick and everybody's been working hard. The dev channels have been so active with people uh, going off through all that. So you love to see it, really. All right. That will do it. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone. And until next time. 
So I started realizing that if you can just find strength just a little bit longer, you will have a crew of people following you along the way. And that is another thing that no one can ever teach you. Because you, you're going to have to learn that on your own. You're going to have to figure out how to pull that energy out of your mind on your own. There's not, there's, there's no book you can read that all of a sudden I have it. I've got the technique now. I know how to do it. Yeah. No, it's, it's a, a grind that you have to start and finish on your own.